Merry Christmas. I am very loud. That's what happens with a mask. Also get stuck on your glasses. We're glad to have you all here this morning. We're excited to celebrate Christmas with everyone from First English and our own saints at Christ the King. This morning we'll go ahead and get started with the opening hymn on the first inside page of your bulletin, O Come All Ye Faithful. Please rise. O Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to deliver me. 
we pray the psalm responsively. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. The Lord has made his salvation known. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous songs and sing praises. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You may be seated for the hymn.
tabernacle was erected. Moses erected the tabernacle. He laid its bases and set up its frames and put in its poles and raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent over it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark and put the poles on the ark and set the mercy seat above on the ark.
Hallelujah. A holy day has dawned upon us. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. And he was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was the light of the world, and the world was made through him. And yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen His glory, the glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We now respond to this Gospel in the responsory, responding to first the John chapter 1, not Matthew. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and he beheld, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. You may be seated for the hymn.
You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, who are brothers from First English, to the saints here at Christ the King, David in Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. For there the Lord has commanded blessing, life forevermore. And is that not what we have here this morning? Brothers from different sister altars dwelling in unity. And I speak for all of Christ the King when I say we were thrilled last year to celebrate Christmas Day with you at First English. And we're just as thrilled this year to have all of you here and hosting you for Christmas worship at Christ the King. And Brother Caldall, I want to say among our flocks how much I have valued having you as a brother in the ministry. Your words and support since I've been here, especially after the year we've had, especially what my father went through and your words of encouragement after that, have had more of an impact than you will ever know. Our Lord says when brothers dwell in unity, he has commanded blessing, life forevermore in his son, whose birth we celebrate today. Him in whom we all have life forevermore. And with that, let's begin our sermon in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now some of you from First English, some of you of my own flock, might be thinking that this new pastor is nice and all, but does he know what he's doing? Because John 1, on Christmas Day? Come on. Aren't we supposed to hear from Luke 2, the angels, the shepherds, and Bethlehem like we did last night? Or, you know, at least Matthew 1, where we hear of Jesus actually being born and then named by Joseph. But John 1 doesn't really seem very Christmassy. It's not what we hear in the Charlie Brown Christmas special, is it? It's not what Linus gets up and recites. But don't worry. Don't be fooled. Because John 1, whether we always see it or not, is all about Christmas. You see, Luke tells you the story of Christ's birth, and in detail, like Luke does. Matthew tells you it very shortly, and more about how Joseph named and protected the child. But John, John does it a little differently. Here, John puts his arms around you, walks you to the manger, gets down on one knee with you there, and has you look deep into the radiant face of the child that lays there. And then he goes on in this passage to answer one question. Who is this child whom the Father has given us? And he answers it in three ways. He begins by saying, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This babe was in the beginning. John is saying that this child has always been and will always be. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, as we just sang. This child, born just at midnight, is eternal. He was with God in all eternity and is himself God, begotten from the Father from all eternity. And so we wonder at this. The infant in the young virgin's arms is... John is saying, the eternal word. 
So in Genesis, when God said, let there be light, or let there be an expanse, or let the waters gather and the land appear, that was this child who now relies on Joseph's protection. Though this ba- through this babe, everything was created. Without him, not one single thing exists. This infant, who right now nurses from Mary, is the one who put Noah on the ark, who told Abraham not to sacrifice Isaac, who called Moses from the burning bush, who stood before Joshua as a divine warrior, who called Isaiah and Jeremiah and all the others to be prophets. So who is this child given to us this morning? It's the eternal word, in whom dwells the fullness of the Godhead in his infant flesh. The eternal word through whom everything was created, through whom all of salvation history in the Old Testament happened. And there he is in our flesh, resting in a manger. But John continues. He remains by us at the manger. He's not finished. He goes deeper into his answer. And he says, in him, in this baby in the manger, was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. This baby was the life. Everything created, everything promised, every promise God has made found its life in him. When God created Adam, it was this child who stood face to face with the man and breathed the breath of the spirit and life into him. This child is who gave life to mankind. This infant is the life which Adam turned from, the life from which Adam disconnected all of creation from during the fall. And John says, the life was the light of men. Adam turned from the light to run into the dark. He turned from the true light. And this true light from which Adam ran, John tells us, is the true light which today is born coming into the world, lying swathed in linen cloths. The light has returned. But it wasn't just Adam that ran. Since Adam, mankind and all the world has worked to hide themselves from God's presence, embracing the darkness wherever he appeared to save in the Old Testament. This is how blind our world is. When the light came into the world being born of Mary, instead of the world rushing to its creator, it ran away and embraced the darkness because it didn't know the light from which it was created. It's as tragic as God asking Adam, where are you? This is as heartbreaking as a long-lost child no longer recognizing his father, capable of only looking at the father with an unknowing look on his face. But at the manger, John has us look around and shows us that the true light came not just into the world, but into the city of his father David, 
into his own promised land, to his own people, his own kinsmen, whom he created in the waters of the Red Sea and led through the wilderness. We heard about it. He tabernacled with them in a tent at the time of Moses. If there's anything more heartbreaking than a child not knowing his father, it's a child who disowns where he came from. And that's what happened when the light came to his own. They refused to receive him. And worse than not knowing him, they had the scriptures that pointed to him and still rejected him. They loved the darkness. Their own evil works and their filthy righteousness is what they craved. Because of that, they hated the light. They rejected life itself and despised this child in the manger. They'd rather turn from his radiant face in the manger, which showed the glory of God, than have that illuminate the filthy glory of man that they craved. Yet John tells us, as we look at this babe, he tells us this light is coming into the world and shines in this darkness. Just as this light shined in the darkness of the fall as Adam blamed his sin on Eve, so this light continues to shine in the darkness of a blind world that thinks it's utter foolishness. And this light shines brightest in the darkness of his own people who with the world hung him on a cross to stop him from shining. You see, his own people, along with the world, when they could no longer run from the light, they instead sought to put it out. They did everything to suffocate the light by having the deepest, thickest darkness surround him. And they did it by scourging him, piercing him, putting him on a tree and making him bleed, all to snuff him out. So thick and consuming was this darkness that they put around the light that as he hung there on the cross, darkness fell across the whole promised land. But here's the thing. Here's what John whispers in your ear this morning. When the light was lifted up on the cross like the serpent in the wilderness, it never came close to going out. Just the opposite. As the light hung high above the earth, it shined even brighter for all the world to see. As the deep, thick darkness grew around the light, as the sun itself even stopped shining because of the darkness, that's when the true light illuminated more brilliantly than ever. And the more the light bled, the farther it shined from the cross, when the blood gushed from his side that was pierced, that's when the light's rays blazed through the world. The darkness could never overcome the light. In the darkness of the fall, it shined brightest when it cursed the serpent. As the darkness of the government was upon his shoulder at his birth, the radiant face of the infant never stopped shining. When the light hung on the cross in the dark land, it never shined brighter. Who is this child the Father has given us? The life from whom we all have life. The light of men who can never be put out. And now as John leans us in closer to the manger, he tells us 
what this means for us this Christmas morn. He says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John is saying, this child is the eternal word of God, whom you hear every Sunday from the pulpit, and whom you hear every time you read the Bible or do family devotions at home. You don't create your own faith. Your faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the eternal word. You are those who John speaks about here. You receive him by hearing, with the faith that he creates in you. Faith which clings to and believes in his name. Whereby receiving this child, the eternal word, along with the waters, you become children of God. That's what you are. Not born children of God through the blood of Adam, through your lineage. Not born children of God by the will of mankind and philosophy and reason. Not by your own will or your own works like his own people tried to do. But you become children of God by the eternal word and the water and the spirit where you receive life. In this child, the, Im the image and likeness of God was once again restored in the flesh of man. The glory and honor of the Father restored in his creation by his Son becoming a creature. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, which is what we were. But we who are born again in the Spirit are spirit, being born from above, of God, meaning we have been baptized into the flesh of this infant who came down from above. His birth is ours. By the flesh of the babe, you have been restored into the image and likeness of God, which is the image here, Christ crucified. In this child, you are given life, the life given for you in his flesh given for you. And in the blood poured out for the forgiveness of your sins on the cross, here at the altar, this is the life you are given in the bread and the cup. Now wonder at this. As you partake of the supper, what you receive is the life, the light of men. What you hold in your hand is the eternal word which created everything. What you partake from in the cup is the eternal word which worked throughout all the patriarchs and all of Israel before. What you partake at the altar is the eternal which was conceived in the small womb of the virgin which now lays in the tiny manger, which you hold in the palm of your hand and put in your mouth. In this child, you enter into the light of men. You enter into the church, his body, by your baptism, where he is present wherever two or three or more are gathered in his name. And just as the light shined in the fall, as it shined in the manger, as it shined on the cross, so does this body of Christ, this light of men, continue to shine in the darkness today. 
And we've all felt it. The darkness surrounding us in this last year. Plague and rioting, cancer and sickness, loneliness and death, we've all been affected. The darkness surrounds all of us deep and thick. Many times it's suffocating. and We can feel it closing in on us. And yet in this darkness, here we stand in the church. Oftentimes we feel as a small light in the darkness of the vast world. Here in the church, the light of men, the Christ still shines. Look at this year. See it and realize this. The light shines brighter now than ever because the darkness, no matter how dark it is, still can't overcome it because the gates of hell can never prevail against it. It can't prevail against an infant. And it shines here where we gather in the word and the sacraments which you received in the fullness of God's grace and truth in the flesh and blood of the eternal word that the Father has given us. So who is this child that the Father has brought down to us? He is the new Israel. Where he, because he became, came in the flesh, you are now his own people, born children of God from God. So we ask again, who is this child the Father gives us? And this is John's answer. The eternal creating word, the life and light of men, the new Israel, to whom you are now united in baptism, from whom you hear and receive life, from this pulpit and this altar. John finishes by saying, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This glory, which you see in the manger, which you see on the cross, is what you now share in, because the Father gave this child to us today. This is why John 1 is all about Christmas. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please rise for the prayers. We continue with the Kyrie. We pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. 
Almighty God, grant that the birth of your only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free from the bondage of sin. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. Let us offer praise and thanks and prayer to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For all who celebrate the Incarnation, that the knowledge that their God reigns would cause them to lift up their voices and sing for joy, and that they would always be ready to tell others about the Word made flesh. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have For all pastors, that God would work through their proclamation of Christ to bring the good news of happiness and salvation to all who hear them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the nations of this world, that they would be given a spirit of peace so that conflicts cease and all see the birth of Jesus, the salvation of our God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who suffer persecution for the sake of the church, that they would be kept firm in the faith as they bear witness to the light of the world, and that they would never lose sight of their identity as children of God. Let us pray to the Lord. For the destitute, those recovering from natural disaster, and those who find themselves in want, that they would receive the necessities for daily life, that agencies who serve them would receive generous support, and that those who serve and those who are served would come to see God as the giver of daily bread. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who suffer sickness in body or mind, those who are homebound, and all who have asked for our prayers, that God would grant, grant all of them healing and peace and patience, that faith that endures, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. In thanksgiving for all people of God who have gone before us and now rest in His presence, that we too would be kept faithful until the day when he makes all things new. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord and hear us for the sake of your Son, the Word become flesh, the Savior of the nations, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, ever one God. Amen. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen. We remain standing for the closing hymn.
You may be seated. In our prayers, I forgot to include Caleb Stover, who's also at the seminary. And so we're excited to have sons from both congregations in Fort Wayne. And uh, Caleb, for those who don't know, will be receiving his call this April. So watch for that. And Alex, I think you have a few years yet, don't you? Okay. But we'll be looking for that here in a few years and where you're going for Vicarage. That will be exciting as well. Are there any announcements this morning? All right. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. We're thrilled to have you all from First English here with us. And have a blessed Christmas with your families. Go in peace.